0: Reset, the podcast, is brought to you in association with Liars, the non-alcoholic spirits brand. Whether it's low alcohol or no alcohol, Liars helps you enjoy your classic favourite cocktails. Hello everyone, my name is Suki Thompson. Welcome to Reset, the podcast podcast a place for you to get some inspiration and advice to help you live a more fulfilling work life. I do hope that your journey to feel more connected, more inspired, just a bit more energised starts here. Take a moment now with me to reset. These past few weeks, I've been recovering from pneumonia and I've been drinking a lot of tea. More specifically, glorious pucker herb tea because I was delighted to be joined recently by Anu Chug, the CEO of Pucker Herbs, a company she describes as beautiful. 13 different schools growing up would normally be enough to cause any child huge anxiety but in Anu's case, quite the opposite. It allowed her to develop what she described as her superpower, which is to thrive through change. It's one of the very many positive resets that have allowed Anu to become such a respected and renowned leader, and one with a real sense of purpose. During our chat, we talk about what purpose really means to her, captured by one of her favourite phrases, linked prosperity. And her best piece of advice? Well, I loved, if you lead with the heart, you get the head for free. This is an episode that definitely speaks to both. So sit down, take a breath, relax and enjoy. it's lovely to see you again Same here Soki. nice to meet you so you're almost 90 days into your new role aren't you how is it at uh, pucker herbs
1: uh, it's a beautiful company i mean i knew it was beautiful before i got in um but you know it, it's 90 days in and i'm learning and loving and and discovering even more that i really love so it's uh, it's beautiful
0: But I'm not sure I've heard many people say their companies are beautiful, but we'll we'll come on and talk a little bit about that later. Um, So this is called Reset the Podcast, and we're going to explore a little bit about you as a leader, you as a mum and just, you know, the kind of things that have led you to being in this beautiful company. Um, You grew up in India and I I have a lovely I have some lovely background to you, which we'll talk a little bit about because you used it to introduce yourself um, at Pucker Herbs when you joined. But I can see that you moved 13 schools all over India and abroad while you were young. Why did you move around so
1: much? My father was in the Navy. So he's um, so it was uh, part of his work. It was just part of what we did. So.
0: <laughs> and and uh, do you come from a large Indian family? How many siblings do you have?
1: No, it was actually just a very small. So my, my father, my mother, my sister and, and, and me um, and once in a while a dog. Um, so it was a, a, quite a small knit family. And you know, as a result, we became that was home. That was that unit of four uh, is home because yeah. um, home wasn't a place or a, or a building or, a, or an apartment. It was actually just the four of us. So, yeah.
0: And what did it teach you um, for in those kind of early years, really, because you moved around so much?
1: I think the most important thing which happened quite naturally was that change was just constant you know, Uh, but it was also a positive constant, so it wasn't something that um, there were big dramas about, it was just that oh we're now going to go to Delhi, oh now we're going to Germany, and it was all a exploration, so for us it was, you know, we learn something new, we'll see new places, we'll discover new things, so I mean, thinking back, you can say, "Oh, what I learned was that change is constant. Learning to thrive in is, you know, what I'll get, etc." But at that point of time, it was, it was, it was a very positive. It was a positive constant, which was, uh, which is a nice, is a nice place. It's, a, it's a great strength. It's a great gift. I would say that I got very early in my life. Do you know, I think it is a great gift, isn't it? Um,
0: we have and we look at the seven needs of well-being and performance and the first ones around security. Mm-hmm. And we have had loads of conversations, particularly recently with people who are really struggling with that idea of things are not secure. Mm-hmm. And maybe they might be at work, but they're not at home or they're worried about the impact on the pandemic. So because of your ability, maybe that part superpower, have you found the last 18 months easier to cope
1: with? I have and, and I must say I've also known that a bit earlier than these 18 months uh, that I have this, this gift, let me call it, um, to thrive through chaos um, and that's something I, I I must have realized maybe uh, 10 or 15 years ago and I, I won't say I've always used it uh, but I know that that's my superpower. Uh, so whether it's a business in transformation, if it's a business not doing well and it kind of is in stormy seas and it needs to be, you know, guided. Um, I've always put myself forward for those kind of roles. One, because I think it's given me back energy, but because I know I can do it, I know I've done it before. Um, And it sounds odd to say that, because it's been a very tough 18 months, you know, and I've got family in India, and there were very tense times. um, But I I would say I thrived through uh, COVID. Gosh, interesting,
0: isn't it? Um, And you said there was, was there a moment sort of 15 years ago or so where you went, okay, I understand this about myself. Was there a reset moment where you went, yep, this is my super strength?
1: Yeah, it's funny you say that. I was reading um, these. uh, this little girl is me, the hashtag this little girl is me that's going around these days. Um, And I was thinking about that last night, actually, um, and, and saying that, For me, it is all about being able to thrive through change. And that was definitely a strength I had. And I knew it and recognized it when I was uh, young, when I was going to new schools. So, you know, you're 15 and you're going into a new place, new friends. And I just knew I would be fine. Um, And then I think the same happened when I started work. So I started work uh, in marketing in Unilever, in in, in Unilever India, um, which is a, a great place to be. Um, And and the same. So I was again, doing very well, I was getting, you know, the attention. And I think that's when self-limiting beliefs also stepped in. And I would say for the next five or six years, I wasn't playing to my potential, I wasn't playing to my strength. And the self-limiting belief, very funnily, was this same flip, my talent became my self-limiting belief. I I felt I was getting the attention because I'm a pretty face without realizing I'm getting the attention because I actually can do well in this situation. So rather than thriving, I was actually doubting myself. And I was, you know, not networking, I was not reaching out to mentors or stakeholders. I was not, uh, I was being quite snooty about my intellect, trying to kind of you know, uh, work on something which actually the external world didn't see, but it was my own self-limiting belief. I think that continued for a fairly long time where, you know, I could have got support, help and done even better in my career, but rather I was holding myself back Still, I think you just grow up, I don't know, you, you become a mum. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah,
0: maybe, maybe, I know, it's interesting, isn't it? So you didn't sit yourself down one day and go, right, I've got to get over this, I've got to stop having this limiting belief, yeah. uh,
1: you no. just, it just happened. It just happened, I, I think, I, I had my two kids quite early, um, I was in the Dominican Republic uh, after moving from India when I, when my son was born, but well, he he was a darling, you know. We put him at nursery, and he was absolutely fine. And then when I moved to the UK, um, I had my my second my, my daughter. Um, but she was uh, more demanding, and in the sense, she would always uh, you know say, "Why are you going to work?" And even when she was very young, when people would ask her, "What do you want to be?" Oh, I want to be a mum who stays at home and looks after her <laughs> children. A little bit <laughs> later, "What do you want to be?" Oh, I want to be a nanny who's, who looks after kids whose moms leave them and go to work. So she was like relentless and and that's when I realized that no that's not okay you know I'm not going to uh, not do what I love doing because this little girl can't get over the fact that mummy works. So and I think uh, that's when I had to uh, really you know that was a reset moment for me when I had to Uh, really step up and say, I I do this because this is important. And I do this because I am this person, I am this person who has charisma, who has potential, who has leadership ability. Look at these people, they follow me, Aditi, you know, I had to tell her that uh, and be quite explicit. And I think in telling her, I was telling myself these things as well. I love that. That's
0: so interesting, isn't it? My daughter, um, my daughter's now 23. And I remember being very insane. She said, you know, I want to have five children, mom, I want to stay at home. I do not want to go out and work like you. And she, this went on for a long time. And I felt terribly guilty. Um, but it did make for me go, okay, if I'm going to work, it needs to be so amazing that it's better than I would be at staying at home. Yeah. Did it give you that same sort of focus?
1: Yes, absolutely. Because, you know, how can you tell a little child that you're going to work to sell shampoo? You know, you 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 tell her about Dove and, and changing women's lives and making them feel different about their bodies, you know? So I was working at, at on Dove at that point of time and we were doing the Real Beauty campaign. So it, it was very meaningful for, to, to talk to a seven-year-old or an eight-year-old about that. Um, when I worked at Ben & Jerry's, I mean, she was much older then, but, you know, she was... Um, with the doing the marches herself, anyhow. Um, but it it set early on where you you knew that if you are going to travel, be out of the house, you know you're going to do that for something that was more than money, more than self actualization. It was for something that you can actually do for a larger cause, society, um, and and that that was again. I suppose I'm reflecting. I'm using my daughter as a mirror, but in telling her, I was telling myself that.
0: Yes, and that's interesting, isn't it? Because you, you, I think, you know, you, you've talked about it already. You have a great sense of purpose. And, you know, it, it's come through the brands that you've worked on, when you were managing director of Ben & Jerry's, now at Pucker Herbs. Where did you get that sense of purpose
1: from? I, I think it's this the same bit that I was talking about, which is really uh making seeing more into the work that you do seeing more into the lives that you impact and seeing more into just the simple life of the person buying the product which we normally do uh, but really looking back all the way into the supply chain um at, at ben and jerry's this is called linked prosperity and and i just love that phrase because you know uh, when the consumer votes with their pound, they're buying a pack of paka or a pint of Ben & Jerry's, but actually they're not just doing that, they're putting in uh, that vote of trust for everything that's all the way back into the supply chain, whether it is the farmers who are picking, uh, you know, field mint in, in, in India, or whether it is the uh, person who's just been released from prison and is now working in Greyston Bakery in New York. Um, and makes the brownies for Ben and Jerry's. you know so those are the those are the companies that I have chosen to work with um, because I really believe that what I do at one end as a marketeer selling a product actually is working on lives of many, many people down the supply chain link. It's not a link, it's a web, it's an ecosystem.
0: yes yes
1: supply ecosystem.
0: Yes. And, 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 you know, I think what struck me is that there's been a lot more focus, perhaps, in certainly in the last couple of years. But, you know, we're seeing some real action now on companies that are focusing on people, profit and planet. Um, you know, you've had companies that have been signed up to B Corp and we've talked about that before, but you really have worked in businesses where it's not it's not even vaguely a tick box it's Mm. fundamental and and I think one of the things that struck me when you were talking about Ben and Jerry's with me before is you didn't just have you know external perspectives invite external people in but you actually had activists that were part of the board conversation tell us a little bit about that because I think that's such a brave amazing thing to do but it it gets such a different
1: perspective changes from within so uh, changes from within, and if a company has to, whether it is climate change or whether it is like in, in the case of PAKA health and well-being, um, it, it, it really starts, the reason why it's done, um, like with any person, is from within, what what the people within the company want to do. Uh, very similar to you know your story with your daughter, my story with my daughter, it starts from within. Um, the story with Ben & Jerry's is the same. When they started off, it was because uh, uh, when they started off doing things like equal rights, uh, they started first within the company. So equal rights wasn't just a marketing claim that they kind of went out and did. They were the first company to have uh, parent uh, uh, rights for people who were same sex married or not married within the company. Yeah, uh, mm-hmm. And then when you start working within, then you have the power to go and, and, and work outside as well. Um, and that's, and that philosophy takes, you know, moves on. You can't imagine um, doing a march, you know, a protest march with hired PR agencies, you just can't, it has to be employees or people, your, you know, your own company people that will make the placards and will go out will never we never pay a PR agency to make a placard. you know. <laughs>
0: Absolutely. And that's the difference, isn't it? When you can yeah. feel it internally, when your employees are so behind what you're trying to do. And, and you know, I, I know that you are a leader who leads with your head and your heart. Mm. How do you see that, that kind of link together?
1: Yeah, what I say is that if you lead with the heart, you get the head for free. So, <laughs> <laughs> so, so there is a bit of there is a bit of head in that so <laughs> you, you can't you, you can the whole body comes along right but if you lead if you're if you're front with the heart um you get you get you get much more um and to to have the kind of growth that I have had with the companies the you know, whether it's Ben & Jerry's or Pucker right now, they've been very, very, very fast-paced growth companies. We've really had to break barriers, go into new markets, go into new areas, new formats, pioneer. And, and of course, it's like tons of, you know, head work, but much more than that, it's the heart, it's the passion, it's the courage, it's the bravery.
0: Mm-hmm. And and you moved to Pucker well, as you said, um, you know, 90 days ago, but that's during lockdown. Why did you decide to not only, I guess, leave
1: Ben and Jerry's but go to a company
0: in the middle of lockdown?
1: Oh, look, I, it was a long. Uh, no, I, I, I didn't uh, consult my kids. I did tell them about it, and they were not happy that I moved from Ben and Jerry's. So, uh...
0: no. <laughs> <laughs> no, no one would be happy without that, would they? Because mm-hmm. just the most divine food
1: ever. Your street cred went down. Many notches, that's what my son told me. So... <laughs> <laughs> <Not> very disappointing. <laughs> um, I, I've always admired Paka from far. Um, I know it as a B Corp. Um, and, you know, it's the B Corp family with, with Ben & Jerry's. Um, and, uh, you know, it's going through an important phase in its its own growth career. Um, and again, to come back to what I said in the beginning... I, I know that I have a talent, I have a, I have a skill, which is uh, to thrive in change and to carry people along with me uh, and together to be able to change. And, and I, I really did feel that um, I will gain a lot from being at Paka at this point of time. And similarly, PAKA as well uh, will, will, will gain a lot from um, having a leader who truly believes in, in the mission uh, in People Planet. Um, and, and really being and, and really having growth in the service of the mission, um, and, and therefore, when you have that a leader who who has that belief and that vision, it's it's easy for them to really give their two hundred percent as well, or let's hope easier for them to <laughs> give awesome. their two hundred percent as well. And you know whatever the new world brings us, the changes that come through. Uh, we can take it on even more. So I, I really did feel that this was uh, the right place for me to be in the middle of COVID, as we as as Paka itself is going through a, another beautiful next growth journey.
0: Yes, and it, I mean it is a fascinating business. It seems from the outside, and it's it is a brand that I love. You know, and I love herbal tea. I've always enjoyed it, um, but you do have that purpose of benefiting the health of people plants and the planet and you'll focus on plants i haven't quite realized you have i mean real specialists that that's what they do and and sort of feels like they live eat and breathe how, do, how
1: does that work it's amazing you know every day i'm learning more um I knew I was going into a company that's based on the wisdom of of traditional Ayurveda, you know, herbalism, etc. Um, and and coming from India, you know, that that's that that comes naturally to me. Uh, but wow, everyone here is a real expert. So they really are herbal practitioners. They are yes, of course, they are gardeners and they 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 connect with nature at a very very deep level. Um, but they're you know herbalists. The, the, our head of uh, the herbal division um, is, is uh, practices in the NHS. He's one of the only doctors allowed to to who's practicing herbal medicine uh, within the NHS. So we've got some absolute experts um, and uh, the whole company lives and breeds the, the philosophy of healthy living. Um, which is quite holistic. So it is, you know, medicine is not a white pill. It's it's really about, uh, you know, mood, mind. Uh, it's about what you eat. It's about being active. Um, so it's very very holistic. And I think what I said is that you know I'm not going to grow any younger. So if I can grow older with the wisdom of the ancients i'm very happy to to to, to join the journey <laughs> yes gosh we all need a bit of that it's, it's amazing isn't it um so,
0: so tell me a little bit about uh, the kind of working environment obviously uh, you're only just beginning to go back into the office i think um but you have a kind of real philosophy at work which i guess you know many of the clients that we're working with at the moment are looking to try and even bring some of those things in. So it's lovely to hear from businesses where it's it's sort of been
1: part of your DNA. Yes. And it's, you know, it's if you talk about nurturing healthier, happier lives, you have to do it at work, right? And then at the same time, you say that this is an environment of a high growth, fast-paced, stressed environment, very ambitious. It's founder-led. Founder-led organizations are very ambitious by their nature. Um, so with all of that and Healthier living as being your philosophy. Wow, I, I'm just super impressed by some of the actual practices, policies that are put in place, and I do think there's a lot to learn. For, um, I mean, the, the herb house per se in Bristol is is beautiful. Um, I wish I could be there more often um, and, and hopefully soon. There's an actual meditation room there, which is, uh, wow. which, uh, I think surprised me when I went to see it two years ago, but I, then it didn't because yeah, of course, you know, so yes. Yes. <laughs> um, yeah, no, exactly. And so, and, and, but also the policies and the training practices. So 10 more than 10% um, of Paka people are trained Medical, let, let me just uh, get this right. Can you say, train mental health first aiders? Right. I wish I had mental health first aid training when I started off leading people. Oh, I know. Isn't it extraordinary? Don't you think now, well, and
0: we, this is why obviously I set up Let's Reset, but when you understand yeah. some of those very i mean, in some ways basic you know ways of talking to people enabling people to have those kind of conversations and some real skills that you can learn i think it's extraordinary that we don't teach people in business actually right at the very beginning i I, you know and i think it's brilliant you've got 10 percent as mental health first aiders but actually i think all companies should be training everyone
1: i completely agree i mean i was like literally and some things are so silly right when you see them then you say yeah of course why not so there are many more people on the wait list and the ambition is to get everyone to to be trained but I really think that this is a fundamental training for anyone who is leading anyone else
0: yes I I agree and I think you know for us the biggest eye-opener is when our and we work with lots of psychologists and mental health experts is when they say you don't need to find the solution to help this person. Mm-hmm. What you need to do is to listen mm-hmm. and help and give and, and enable them to go and get the help and support that they need. And I think that that's such a different perspective mm-hmm. because as leaders, we're so used to fixing people's problems. Mm-hmm. You know, they say they have a, you know, there's a challenge and we go, don't worry, we know what to do, off you go in this direction. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I think that that kind of, management skills um, are just very, very different. Um, But I guess that companies like Pucker have got that perhaps within them anyway. Is it a more in kind of empowering uh, environment to
1: work in? I think because you're so conscious of the tension between ambition, stress and, and health overall, that we have to enable everyone to take care of their own health. That's a very important part of the philosophy. That it's not about taking a white pill, taking a solution. It's about learning to empower yourself to connect with nature, to understand your own body, to understand your cycles, to understand when you need to take a walk. So it's not prescriptive. It's it's enabling you to be.
0: Yes, yes, yes. And how do you enable yourself to be? What do you do to look after your, your mental, physical well-being?
1: Yeah. I, I i do honestly think i've really uh, honed them over a lockdown um so i had already started meditation a while ago but i really saw the benefit of it over lockdown so it is it is the things that you mentioned in your seven in your five reset energies you know so i was going through that and it it literally is that about taking time to move out see the plants have a small garden but you know go and do that um uh, my, my day starts at, uh, you know, they say your day starts at 10 p.m. My day starts at 9 p.m. So 9 p.m. onwards, really making sure that even if I stay awake for the next one hour, that I'm now in closing down mode. Uh, the one thing that the new bit that I started is to end the week well. Um, so on Friday, I take some time to uh, write out my reflections and send it to the team. So I think in the beginning, I didn't know if I would do this more than the first week when I reflected on my first week. Uh, But I think with a bit of encouragement from the team as well, I have continued that on for every Friday. So every Friday, I just reflect. I don't summarize. I reflect on the week that's been um, and I share it with the team. I so. like that. That's nice, and you write it down. Yeah,
0: I really like that. I think it's a, it's a lovely thing to do, and I like the fact that it's a reflection, not just a, this was our to-do list, we got it done. No, no.
1: I really try to keep it a reflection um, because I think we reflect too little. You know, I think about my own life. I think about you know we move from one thing to the other continuously, and we don't pause to reflect. Yes,
0: yes. I, and I get your point about ending the week, Will. I, um, I spoke to Jo Malone a long time ago, in fact, it, when my children were quite young, and she said one of the things she did was at the end of a Friday, she'd light, light lots of candles in the house that smelt beautiful and that was the that was the end of the week and the beginning of the weekend and i've done that for years and actually now my children don't live at home um but they love coming home and they all go we love coming home mom because it smells like home and there's that sense of being able to kind of relax because it smells right and it feels right and it's the it's the end of the busy week and the beginning of a of a weekend
1: so yeah you know, i love it. um you talk about your energy being renewable what do you mean by that I, that's why I like reset, you know, so that's why I like I like the way you, you framed this podcast. I, I think it's that we reset ourselves after a bad call, you know, you've had a bad meeting, you've kind of got triggered in a negative way, you need to reset, you need to renew your energy. So whether it's after a meeting, whether it's end of the day, whether it's not fair on the next person that you're going to talk to, if you're coming in with all the baggage from the previous one, so you need to renew, reset. And, and that's exactly what I mean by that by that you know how do you kind of stop pause breathe become passionate that you're not going to take this out on on the other person you're you're getting home after a day's work you know you can't go and tell your family I'm tired yes you can but you know it's just not fair on them if they've been waiting to tell you stories when you've got back so uh, how do you take that pause in the car before you get out you know, how do you, how do you re-energize yourself before the next bit? Um, yeah. And it's being a bit conscious about that, I think.
0: Yes. And what do you do to give yourself that kind of boost of energy?
1: I, I, I I'll go back maybe because it's still a new skill that I'm, I, I'm, I'm honing and that I'm, uh, it's, it's reflect. So almost take a moment to, to realize what's happening in my body. And that's a, it's a kind of reflection. So I'm like, all right. I've been triggered right now. I'm a bit hot. Okay. So, just by acknowledging what's happening in your body, you're becoming more attuned to it. And that just kind of resets you already because it goes away when you you say that it's there.
0: Yeah. 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 You're absolutely right. It's funny, isn't it? So interesting. If you can just take those moments to pause um, and reflect, then. You know you can be so much more effective there was a there's a brilliant piece of work that was done um by ey in the states and it said that people that took five minutes to just pause and reflect and kind of do nothing so um every two hours were 20 times more effective 20 times more effective than those people that just kind of you know careered through their day and didn't really take a break uh, which i think is
1: just fascinating Wow. Um, I also underestimated the use of the body. It sounds funny to say, but I was just uh, listening to my coach. Uh, uh, I was talking to my coach, and I said, "You know, sometimes I can be uh, too intense, and I can be too intense." And he said, "Then lean back." Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I have to do the same thing. I find
0: myself going further forward, forward. I'm like, "No, just relax, just breathe, and sit back. It's okay."
1: I know sit it's back. funny, isn't it? <laughs> So it's really, and we, we're not trained to use our body. We're trained to use our mind. You know, we're trained. And he said, no, just lean back. Every time you you realize that, lean back.
0: I know. That's brilliant. I love that. I love that. Um, what what happens when it goes wrong? You, you know, in your career, you've had a very illustrious career. There must have been moments where you've had to go, oh, that was that was a mistake. How do you deal with things like that? Do you have any
1: specific examples that you can share with us? Mm-hmm. I think, again, I've been blessed with a very positive disposition. <laughs> Never,
0: ever underestimate it. It's fantastic, isn't it? I always say to my mom, I'm so pleased. <laughs> I think it must have come from her, although she's she's actually quite pessimistic. So I'm amazed. I think it's come from my dad. Um, I just am so blessed that I have a really kind of positive,
1: positive yeah. in on almost everything. Yeah, absolutely. Because, you know, even in my career, when From the external view, I was not where I should have been at whatever, you know, level within the company, etc, etc. I only realized that when someone else would say that, when someone else would say, oh, you're not a vice president yet or something like that. And I'm like, oh, really, I'm not.
0: I was wondering that, did you do you come from an Indian family where they're very pushy and you should be there? and uh, or was it was it amongst your contemporaries
1: or my contemporaries? So I okay. think it would be my contemporaries. And overall, the Indian society, whether it's work, et cetera, will be quite you know judgmental on uh, yes. <laughs> what your title, et cetera, is. So so coming from that context, Uh, Mm -hmm. definitely you know there. were so it's only when it would when I would see myself from an external point that's when I would realize oh maybe I should be a little bit more ambitious maybe I'm not being pushing myself (laughs) (laughs) and that's when the self-limiting beliefs also set in right because then then you're kind of saying oh yeah that's right you know maybe I'm not that driven maybe I you know so it where I mean, you are because you know the minute you get your 360 scores back, the one that I completely go up on is being driven and ambitious. So where does that come from? So it it's 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 really I'm blessed with a happy disposition. I'm blessed with a positive outlook um, with being able to work through change and, and whatever stuff might come. Um, and I really use that uh, when uh, it might take me a bit longer to get where I want to get in my career. Um, I think I, I add to my blessings. Uh, I also maybe more recently know what I want. So even if something takes longer to, to to achieve, to get, I'm fine. So I will say no to many silly job offers that might come on because come on, that's got nothing to do with health and saving the world. So, you know. But that's, isn't
0: that brilliant? You know, that even you know that, you go, health saving the world, you've got, if if that's your space, if that's what you all want to be defined by and perhaps even
1: have as your legacy,
0: then I guess that's very, that's a real North Star for you.
1: Yeah. And I think I have now the patience, the age to kind of, you know, just know that it will come.
0: Yes. Yeah. I think I would say, you know, there are two things that take time one is friendships, and the second one is your career. And you know more and more we don't have the time for anything and you see particularly youngsters you know flit around from job to job it's great because you get lots of different experiences but um you know i always think if you can just spend some time you're much more likely to make significant change if you're somewhere for for a length of time to do it So, so for you, you know, looking forward with Pucker, what what are the kind of big ambitions? Where are the what are the key themes you've got that you're thinking about for the next well, uh, nine hundred
1: days maybe nine hundred days. Yeah, uh, I think I'll be forever learning, and and that's something I learned at Ben and Jerry's as well. I was there for four years um, until the last day. I was still learning. There's so much to learn in companies that are born with this deep sense of purpose that you know you can't go deep enough um, so and the stories that I hear the people stories that I hear from Paka people are just amazing so I'm going to spend a quite a few more days continuing to, to do that and learn um, but I think the other one is that growth is in the service of of, of the mission yeah um, and, and if you really and, and people know that and believe that, but you have to say it quite often and make sure you, you do it quite often as well. If that's the case, there's no limit to growth because right now, if you take, you know, organic farming, Paka is an organic brand, right? But the amount of land under organic farming is too limited for the growth ambition that we have. So if we have to grow, We've got to find a way to work with governments, farmers, NGOs, to get more land and convince more people to be organic. Same for Fair for Life, same for the various certifications, but various standards that really will ensure that growth comes with health for the planet and the people. Um, and And that's ambition because then, you know, you're growing definitely a growing for the shareholder but for all the stakeholders as well and I think that's 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 uh there is no ceiling to ambition then because if we why why stop at 10% when you can be at 40% yes
0: yes and 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 but then you're looking at in a way influencing societal change aren't you because you know we we have to get people to go yep Organic is important. Then we've got to change our farms and lands to that, and and you need to do that on a global with a global footprint. So I think that's a you know massive challenge. What's it like working? What are the founders like? What's that? What's what does it
1: feel like? It's really good to have founders uh, work founders there along with you mm-hmm. uh, in, in in an organization. Uh, ben and Jerry, though they had like long time uh, left, actually being part of the operation, were still very much there. And and that's and I think uh, coming from an Indian culture where you know you've got parents, grandparents that are all part of your life, mm-hmm. it's not it's 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 natural, it's normal, it's healthy, it's it's the way it 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 should be. Um, and you know that's the wisdom that that you get from from uh, people who've done that before and whose baby it is in a way you know um so it's really it's really uh i've I've enjoyed having the the wisdom of of ben and jerry when when i was at ben and jerry's and 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 sebastian and tim here as well so it's uh it's a blessing again
0: (laughs) yes it's funny isn't it um my great 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 grandfather founded beefy to gin so i I mean, I didn't grow up in with that business at all, but it was very much part of the family. We were we were a family business um, and it grew and it scaled. Uh, And I've always worked a lot with entrepreneurs, owner run businesses that have grown and scaled. And I think there's something very fascinating about them, because in in many ways, culture is often very, very strong, Um, Mm. but they also sometimes make decisions that are on the outside feels slightly irrational, but when you're inside seem to make an awful lot of sense. Um, and I and I just wonder whether you've had that you whether you've seen that perspective, whether sometimes people externally go,
1: but I don't understand why you're doing that. But for you it makes lots of sense. Total sense. Yes. I think that, that that's a very valid point. And I think the other thing that I notice also is the attention to detail because everything is yours you know so the label and i've molded it very badly so i can't show it to you right now but exactly why would the 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 tag of the uh, tea bag uh, be not this way or that way is important whereas i who am a professional marketeer might say all right you know it's fine you know if to empower the the young ones to make some change whereas a founder whose business it is will be into every every detail and say but it's no, it's not all right that this junior assistant brand manager didn't get it right, you know.
0: I I completely agree. I completely agree. Um, Anu, look, we're we're almost out of time. I'm fascinated to know how your children would now describe you because they're a bit older now.
1: What would they say about you? They laugh at me all the time. So you know they, <laughs> I'm an empty nester from last week. So that's that's a new uh and me, and me, gosh. But I'm very proud of them. I mean, and you know, my son's in uni in Loughborough and he just sent me a picture of an of a paka shelf because he's not well. So I, I kept bugging him to go and have go and buy paka and he did. So he sent me a picture and he said, Look. <laughs> it's so they follow me, they laugh at me, they tease me, but they they they, they I know they listen. And my daughter is um, a mini activist. So she's, you know, moved from...
0: uh... (laughs) She's not going to be just a mum sitting at home. She's going to be right there following you in your footsteps.
1: This week, she's doing bio... She's leading her her school into biodiversity farms in India. So she's in India right now.
0: Wow. Wow. That's amazing, isn't it? Uh, My daughter's a psychologist, so she works in the NHS. Um, So, you know, similarly, I'm super proud that you know, have job, and, and it kind of makes me laugh, really. You know, she's filling out her forms to to apply for a PhD. And I just think that is not the girl that I remember all those years ago and going, I'm never going to be like you. So, and she's very much,
1: you know, full and, of purpose. And And to that extent, you know, you live your purpose when you know you live them, when you've done them, done right by your kids as well. So I, I inspire my kids. And that's amazing because... I would be lying if I wrote on a, you know, on a, on a professional page when someone asks you what's your purpose and I say it's to be a beacon to inspire. Um, but imagine if I can't inspire my own kids. So I'm glad I, I do that.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, look, you know, we've talked so much about almost all of the seven needs of well-being performance. We started in security and somebody who's come from such a background where they travelled, Um, but a real sense of positivity and, you know, using that in many ways as their super strength right through to purpose, right, you know, absolutely running through every inch, I think, of your body. Um, You've worked some extraordinary brands, but I think more than that, the relationships that you have, you've shown that that's so important. And I love your view of heart and head and the thought that if you lead with your heart, you're going to get your head as well. Um But I think also you have just a great sense of humanity. So I love that you have focused a lot on your mental and, and physical well-being, and thank you for sharing some of the stories at Pucker because I think that's a real inspiration to many businesses that are just on the very beginnings of grappling with how do we look after the well-being of our people, um, but you've shown in the kind of businesses you've worked in. If you do put, the well-being of your people if you have a sense of purpose at the heart of your organization then you really can Uh, you know nothing is too is too nothing is impossible um, because you can really get there so annie thank you so much for talking to me today it's been lovely to to see you again
1: the time's flown by thank you (laughs) thank you very much (laughs)
0: Thanks for listening. If you've enjoyed Reset the Podcast, I'd love it if you would forward it to your work colleagues, friends, and family. Reset the Podcast is a Let's Reset and Advertising Week global production. Executive producer is Richard Larson, with me, Suki Thompson. Thanks to our sponsor, Liars Non-Alcoholic Spirits, and voiceover artist, Talitha Penny. Music provided by Audio Network.